welcome to Legal Light, where we discuss everything e-discovery. Legal Light is brought to you by Altlaw e-discovery, the UK's leading independent e-discovery service provider, and your host, Matt Altes, CEO and founder of Altlaw e-discovery. Today I'm joined by somebody who is very active on the New York e-discovery scene. She runs her own marketing and events management company. She's an advocate for women in e-discovery and also a campaigner for minority and women's rights. She is Maribel Rivera. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I know, it's been a while, so I'm super excited to be here. So how are you doing? Um, amazing. Beginning of the year, getting ready for, well, legal tech was all about the last three months, and now I have uh, the UF Law Conference, which happens in March, followed by the MER Conference, which happens in May, and the Women in E-Discovery Conference that I'm on the marketing committee for as well. So you're a fairly regular figure on the e-discovery circuit in New York. Tell me, how did you first become involved in e-discovery? Well, I used to work for Legal Inc., which was a court reporting uh, company, and they were purchased by Merrill Corporation. So when they were acquired, I was brought into not just the court reporting side, but also the e-discovery side. And through that time, I was working for uh, Joe Spinozzi, and um, I had some mentors in various different departments, so um, they started helping me grow within the e-discovery community. And then I would say, um, when I left Merrill Corporation, I went to go work for David Cowan at the Cowan Group. And there, I just got so involved, um, I oversaw all the events and marketing for the Cowan Group at that time for almost three and a half, four years, and very quickly grew my network um, and built up my e-discovery community knowledge around that. So I would say, uh, from Merrill to the Cowan Group, that's how I got so heavily involved in e-discovery. So, so your your role is really, really grown in marketing. Yes. But is it still as involved in legal technology as it always was? Um, not so much the legal technology side, but more focused on marketing, helping the legal technology providers and the legal service providers to build up their um, brand awareness, create brand recognition for them, uh, help them with events, uh, help them become sticky in the community, um, build their relationships, their existing relationships with their clients, as well as create new relationships. Uh, really make them understand what the challenges are that their clients are facing, and for them to have those conversations with their clients in a way that really resonates with their clients. Not so much with what's happening inside the company, but how what they're doing helps their clients. So having been around eDiscovery for as long as you have, and from a marketing uh, perspective, what technologies recently has made you really sit up and go, wow, look at that? It's interesting because right now I think um, looking at all the technologies there, I, I see NextLP and I see Brainspace and I see um, Disco and all the different te technology that's out there. I think what Rain and Court is doing by bringing some of the subscription models together, I think that's pretty interesting, right? Bringing all of the technology together and allowing um, vendors to, not vendors, but uh, law firms to be out there and actually giving them subscriptions to all the various different technologies. I think that's interesting. Um, on the e-discovery side, I haven't seen anything yet that's wowing me, but I will say, um, I, I mentioned this to you earlier, um, something I saw from the 
um, innovation team at Littler, they're doing something around pay equity. So they've created a whole platform around pay equity, which I think is interesting, especially given that I'm so big on diversity and equal treatment and inclusivity. So I thought their, their innovation um, around that tool was pretty interesting. It's good they're so focused on that. Yes, well, they are a big uh, firm. They have a lot of HR that they deal with, so I think that's why they're interested in that. But starting to see many of the law firms start to do innovation as well, creating all of their innovation labs, um, I think that's great to see as well. So you more than most will understand that oftentimes it's the marketing and communication of a technology which decides whether or not it actually makes an impact and succeeds. So in your experience, what campaigns have you uh, have really resonated with you and stuck in your mind as, as, as particularly clever and innovative? I think one of the most clever campaigns that I've seen, I haven't seen anything since, um, I think Newix used to create some really great campaigns, interesting campaigns. I think at one time they had a, um, of some video campaigns they did very early on when they had first started in the industry. Um, one of the campaigns that I love to see is Xtero has their Friday memes and I think that's an interesting campaign because it gives people a different light but also drives people to their website to find more of those funny Friday memes that they want to know about e-discovery and, and what people are doing. Um, I also think Disco right now is creating a lot of various different They're campaigns. everywhere at the moment. They're everywhere. They? Yeah. So they're really focused and not just on what they're doing as a company, um, but they're the cultural side, right? So not just the technology and the services that they're providing, but also what they're doing around social responsibility. So they're, they're bringing those two pieces together and focusing to make people understand that at the same time they're trying to talk about the products and bring those products to their clients because their clients need that, they're also showing all of the social responsibility. Um, the other one would be relativity with some of the videos that they're putting out there around um, what they've done in Ferguson and other places around the country around social responsibility. So I think those are great campaigns. And you'll be seeing oh, Laura, one of those videos soon. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to see it. <laughs> see the results of that. Yes. Mm. I'm excited for that. Maribel, as a woman, yes, and particularly a woman of color, I know that you're extremely passionate about diversity and inclusion. And I've heard you say that, uh, you know, it's great that companies have a diversity policy, but sometimes it's not enough because they need to be inclusive. And I've heard you say that diversity is a bit like being invited to a party, whereas inclusion is actually helping plan the party. And I think that's a great saying. Yeah. I have two daughters, um, one's 12, one's 17, both are women of color. What advice would you give them or indeed anybody embarking on their journey in life to get that seat at the table, to have their voice heard? I always say look at yourself as a brand, right? You're your own company. So when you look at yourself as your own company, you need to do what any company would do, right? Any corporation. So build yourself a board of advisors. Create a board, and it doesn't matter if she's 17 or 12, she needs to include dad as one of her advisors. Include a teacher, include um, 
anyone that will help her and advise her on her path, her educational path, her career path. Those are the people. So you should have a board of advisors. Um, look for mentors. Um, for me, I look for mentors that, and it's really good advice for me. I look for mentors that may not, who may be younger than me, who can teach me things that I don't know that they're learning. Um, or they've learned um, older than me, and someone who, so someone who has the past experience that I've had, someone who I'm looking forward towards where their career growth has gone. So I would give your daughters that same advice, right? Look for those that, even if you don't know where your path is going to lead, those people that have similar um, dreams as you, goals as you, and who really can help guide you. Um, the other thing I would say for them is don't allow anyone to tell you that you don't, you cannot have a seat at a table. Everyone has a right to have a seat at the table. Everyone has a voice. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've had someone tell me to shush in a boardroom. Um, not now, you know, you wait your turn. Um, or taken something that I've said and actually said, oh, I have this great idea. Um, and I think that's one of the things working with women in e-discovery and being part of that is creating a tribe. And I've created tribes for myself, not just with women in e-discovery, but in other areas, right? I'm uh, part of the Fierce Woman uh, Collective and the uh, Female Collaborative. So I've created different tribes for myself to make sure that I have women in various different areas who can help me grow and help me when I'm having a challenge, overcome those challenges. So I would say the same for your daughters. Find different tribes that will help them grow and continue to help them push forward. Um, if you have a tribe behind you, there's nothing you can't do, right? Um, so there's always gonna be someone who wants to stop you, but you need to have a tribe. And I would say for anyone, right, not just, especially, women of color, men of color, um, our LGBTQ community, those are things that I think it's really important to find tribes that will help drive you forward. And when you're having the worst days, that will tell you, okay, don't worry, this is just, this is just a, a, an obstacle for today. You can do so much more tomorrow. So I think that's the important part of it. That's great advice. So if you could pick one person who has been your greatest mentor? Oh, great question. Um, I would say my greatest mentor was my dad. My father was my greatest mentor. Um, since I can remember, he told me there was nothing I could not do. I was always the smallest, um, the skinniest, and my I was bullied as a child. So there was a lot of things that, a lot of challenges that I underwent. So I would say my father told me there was never anything that I could not accomplish. So I would say my dad was my, my greatest mentor. Um, after that, I would say in the e-discovery industry, uh, Joe Spinozzi, he was um, a president, a, a vice president at uh, Merrill Corporation. Um, Rich Vestudo, he is, um, now at Deloitte, but he was a great mentor because he was always, Maribel, you can do more, you can take your career further. So I would say those are some of my, my biggest mentors. Fantastic. Yes, and, and they're men, so that's great. Finding those champions, those advocates. Well, I, I was gonna say I was surprised 
to hear you mention, well, it's three men. Yes. Um, give us a woman who, who, who has inspired you as a, a, as a strong woman in as business. A, a strong woman in business. Um, I had a, a manager, Betty Booth, when I, I worked for Nortel for 10 years and working at Nortel, Betty was one of those, she was the only woman in every meeting. She was a senior executive. Um, she could sit at the table. She would not take anything from any of the men, even if they tried to shut her down. She stood up for herself. So I would say she was one of my greatest women mentors uh, that I, inspired me. So we come to this part of the show. It's, it's my favorite part. Okay. Um, it's called Did You Know? Mm -hmm. And this is where I'm going to ask you to share with the rest of the world something yeah. that they otherwise may not know about you. So I'm going to ask, did you know that Maribel Rivera? I would say so. One of the things that most people would say is that uh, I've raised eight boys. So I have eight boys that I've raised as a single mom for, for years. They were with me. So whenever I say that to anyone, they're amazed that I raised eight boys. You've got eight children. Eight children. So I have two of my own and then six boys um, that I raised as well. So eight children. Eight boys in a house is not easy. Um, it's fun, but it's not easy. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So I would say whenever anyone meets me in the industry, um, I have friends that will say, do you know she's got like eight kids? And so it's always fun to see that. So I think that's the interesting part. That is incredible. I, I, I'm from a single parent family and five children. I thought our family was big. You've just topped that. Yes. Very so well. that's fun. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Right. Legal Light was brought to you by Altlaw eDiscovery, the UK's leading independent eDiscovery service provider. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to like, comment, and share. And please leave us a review. For more information on our products and services, visit www.altlaw.co.uk. That's www.altlaw.co.uk.